Matthew chapter 19, verse 30. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. (laughs) You know, Jesus' whole way of life and his talking and his speaking and his preaching and his living turned the world's values upside down. Consider the most powerful or well-known people in our world. How many get where they are by being humble, self-effacing, and gentle? Not many, if any. But in the life to come, the last will be first. If they got in the first, or if they got in the last place by choosing to follow Jesus. And don't forfeit eternal rewards for temporary benefits on this earth. Be willing to make sacrifices now, here, on this earth, for greater rewards later in heaven. Be willing to accept human disapproval while knowing that you have God's approval as his servants, as his followers, as his disciples. You know, this statement here, the first or the last will be first, um, comes after um, the rich young ruler turned away, unable to give up his great wealth. Jesus had asked the Lord what reward they would have in heaven since they had given up everything to follow him. And Jesus promised them a hundred times as much plus eternal life. You know, Jesus constantly lived out loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So what exactly did Jesus mean when he said many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first? First, we should eliminate that he did not, what he did not mean. Jesus was not teaching about the way to get to heaven is to live a life of poverty in this world. Scripture is clear that salvation is by grace through faith, not of works. And the independent of one's financial status has nothing to do with it. Also, Jesus was not teaching an automatic reversal of roles in heaven. There is no heavenly law wherein the poor and oppressed must rule over the rich and powerful. That's not what he was talking about. The rich aren't always last in heaven and the poor won't always be first. And nor will believers enjoy wealth and prestige on earth be required to somehow be abased in heaven. Earthly rank has and will not automatically translate into an inverse heavenly rank. When Jesus told the disciples they would be greatly rewarded in heaven for what they had given up on earth, he was contrasting their sacrifice with the rich young ruler's lack of sacrifice. The young man had been unwilling to give up much for Christ's sake. God, who sees the heart, he knows what our heart is, will reward according to our heart. The disciples are an example of those who may be first, and they happen to be poor. But their poverty was not what makes makes them first in heaven. The rich young ruler is an example of those who may be last 
and he happened to be rich. But his wealth was not what made him last. This statement might have held special meaning for Peter, who had just spoken of having left all, right, earlier in this passage. Perhaps Jesus detected in Peter's statement a bit of boasting. Peter was on the verge of becoming spiritually complacent as the rich young ruler was, but for a different reason. And Jesus' response in verse 30 may have been to indirect indirectly warn Peter to always have his sufficiency in Jesus, in him, not in his own sacrifice. After all, without love, even the greatest sacrifice is worthless. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us. (sighs) What Jesus is teaching here in Matthew 19.30 is this. There will be many surprises in heaven. Heaven's value system is far different from earth's value system. Those who are esteemed and respected in this world, like the rich young ruler, may be frowned upon by God. The opposite is also true. Those who are despised and rejected in this world, like the disciples were, may in fact be rewarded by God. And don't get caught up in the world's way of ranking things. It's... 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 Too prone for errors, too prone prone to be wrong. Those who are first in the opinion of others or first in their own opinion may be surprised to learn on Judgment Day they are last in God's opinion. God looks at the heart. Go out, make it a wonderful, God-filled, trusting day in loving others just as you love God. He did it. Let's do it.